You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing, you're doing pretty bloody magnificently well. The bloke you're about to hear from, he is from a band called Red Sun Rising. His name is Mike Protich, and he is the band's frontman. Red Sun Rising have a brand new album out on the 30th of March called Thread. We talk all about that. In fact, that's the reason for the chat. So why don't we cut to it? Here he is, Mike from the band Red Sun Rising. Mike, I had a, a really good listen to the album, which is called Thread. And I'm hearing Muse, Alice in Chains, The Killers. But, mate, in your own words, how would you describe the music that you've collated for release on the album, Thread? Um, you know, I think that's why we called it Thread, is because, you know, the whole idea behind Thread is that, you know, we're a band that we don't like to be pigeonholed to a genre um, or a writing style. We like to try to take all of our influences um, from different genres and different styles of music and kind of thread it together. And that's kind of where Thread came from. And so Thread is, is more than just the name of the record. It's actually kind of our genre of music in a way, um, or our style of music. So um, I think the best way to describe it is just that it's, uh, you know, it's a little piece of, of, of everybody's influences just kind of bleeding into the sound um, and that's when you hear it's kind of hard to describe music, I guess, but there's definitely a lot of influences that went into making the sound of that record. Wonderful. So you are two albums into your career. Would you say that Thread is the definitive Red Sun Rising album? Um, that's hard to say. I mean, we're proud of all of our records. We're, um, you know, songs are like children. You know, you... you you write the song, you let you release the song into the world and hope people accept it and take it in and, and make it their own. Um, so I think, I think it, 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 every record is a definitive record of Red Sun Rising. You know, the last record was our definitive record until this one. And I think that's what keeps the band going. Yes, indeed. Now, you're about to go out on tour, I've just read, with Godsmack, Shine Down, and a few other bands. So you must be excited about that one there because there's, there should be a couple of thousand punters in each audience when you're performing. And they're going to be hearing Thread for the first time, I take it. Yeah, um, that's good. it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're actually on our headline tour right now, um, you know, just playing some clubs okay. to our fans, which is, you know, they're, they're hearing Thread for the first time live as well. And, and the reaction has been phenomenal. Um, and the songs that we've already released, you know, people are already singing those back, and that just that feels really good. So we're really confident going into a bigger tour like that, um, that we're, that, you know, the people that are really going to enjoy the new songs. Hmm. Who, was the, who was the production team on the album? Say that one more time. Who was the production team on the album? So who was the album's producer? Oh, the producer was um, Matt Hyde. Oh, nice. Okay, yes. Actually, I can hear that now that you mention it. Okay. Yeah, it's got some grit through it. It's got a, it sounds great. I actually judge the quality of a sound recording on how it comes through iPhone speakers without having the headphones on. So, you know, the shitty little speakers you get with the iPhone. And yours just comes out yeah. at a mile a minute, mate. It's phenomenal stuff, the sound that he's managed to achieve. But also, I think your engineer there deserves some credit as well. Yeah, thanks. And, you know, the, the, the biggest thing I think with, with the way we tracked it 
um, is that we tracked a lot of it live and, um, you know, there's no studio tricks. That's the band playing the songs. And I think that's a huge difference. And I think that's the one thing that's really missing a lot from music. Um, there's plenty of bands that still play live and there's plenty of bands that play their own tracks, but there's plenty of bands that doctor it all up. And I think that starts to get compressed and, and, the, and the, the song just suffers from that. Um, so we wanted to go for that more live, live sound. And uh, I think Matt really captured that. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah. That's, that makes perfect sense. Cause it does sound like it was recorded live and it's nice to hear that it was recorded if you like, as the band were playing it in a room together. So what were the challenges in trying to recreate the sound that you might perform live for the record or were there any challenges that it just happened seamlessly? Um, you know, we, I think all the, the challenges happened before the recording process. We, there was plenty of times where we took time off the road and, um, you know, the, the first time we did it, we actually rented or uh, just occupied a, a cabin in the middle of the woods and the band lived together for two weeks. And we just played these new ideas together and uh, that's where a lot of the hashing out happened where, you know, each band member had to kind of discover what their strengths were and focus on those strengths in the songwriting. And uh, that's where we really started to come together. But by the time, you know, doing a couple sessions like that, by the time we got to the studio, it just flowed because everyone knew what they were going to do. And um, then we could just focus on the fun stuff because the song, we had the songs down, then we could focus on the, the fun stuff that we wanted to add to it and, and the way the textures and the, and the colors we wanted to bring to it. Talking about textures and colors, that album covers quite something. Tell us about that. What was the inspiration for that? Well, you know, I think it describes us in a lot of ways. You know, we're one of those bands that we don't take ourselves seriously, but we take our art very seriously. So if you look at, if you look at it very quickly, you see sunflowers and you see something bright and fun. And uh, that's what we are. But then if you look closer you see those darker elements that are there. Indeed, yeah. Um, so kind of the juxtaposition of those, the, the, the juxtaposition of those two elements, I think, kind of describes the way we are as a band and as people. So who, who designed the album concept? Is that your work? Or album cover, sorry, the artwork yeah, so concept. Yeah, for the is band. Yep. Right, yeah, the, the, the actual vision for it was coming from the band and... Um, you know, we got together with an artist and we went back and forth and, you know, gave him our vision and um, he just started to bring it to life and, and we started tweaking it and telling him, yes, we like that, no, we don't like that, and go this direction until we finally honed in on, on the final product and, uh, you know, we're very proud of it. Yeah, no, just justifiably so. So, Australia, tell me about your relationship with fans and the audience down here. Do you get much feedback over social media? from fans down here wanting you to come down and perform? Yeah, we actually, especially as of late, I feel like in the last, I want to say six months, I've, we've seen an influx of Australian followers and fans commenting and asking to come to Australia. And that's exciting, you know, because we've never been to Australia. We don't know, you know, we don't know what that music scene is like. And, yeah. um, you know, that, that's, that's exciting. That's, that's, that's really special to see that. Well, there's enough ACDC in your sound, I think, that you go down really well in the pubs and clubs of the uh, 
pubs and clubs in Australia, that's for sure. And I think that's what I heard too, because I heard a very, when I say Muse, I, some of the arrangements sounded a bit like a, mu, a Muse thing, but I really heard an Alice in Chains ACDC thing going on in the way that the riffs were put together, the types of riffs that you're introducing. And I think that's why you go down very well in Australia. That's great to hear. You are nine. You've got nine albums. Nine, nine albums. Sorry, nine music videos out there. So that's a very important part of the visual aspect of the band is obviously very important. So can you tell us about that? The the videos. Yeah, you got nine videos in market. Yeah, I think um, I think the videos are just it's it's a new age way of of getting the sound out there and, and uh, I think I think they're really important and I remember when when I first started uh, this in this band um, when, when me and Ryan first started the band mm. years ago videos weren't as as big and it's just like it's funny how important they've become um, in this more digital age that we're in um, so we you know we like to concentrate on our videos and not only write great music, but we want to write, you know, and great visuals for our music um, because we just believe in the whole art in general. And uh, so we don't want to just be musicians, but we want to be artists as well. And, and the uh, videos have allowed us to do just that. Hmm. So you mentioned Mike, uh, sorry, Ryan and your conversation then. So Ryan Williams and yourself have been the mainstays in the band since the inception. So you've had Dave, Ricky and Pat come on board since 2015. So would you say that you've acquired these people through natural attrition or has it been a case of bringing in new musicians when you've wanted to make and create a different kind of sound? It's been natural, um, which we're thankful for because all the guys that are in the band now, which have been the most permanent members um, since the band existed, you know, Ryan and I have known them for years. Uh, They've either toured in other bands with us or they've just been friends of ours from from back home so when when a spot would open up like a, a guy would leave the band and and people leave for different reasons you know some people have family issues some people just touring that much wasn't for them you know people leave over the years but uh every time there was a new opening we we grabbed somebody that we knew trusted and wanted to be with and and i think that's the beauty of the band um is that we're actual friends you know, mm. we didn't bring in studio guys or anything like that. We we brought in friends of ours that we like to play music with, and uh, that's that's why it works. Yeah, I mean, you both you've achieved quite a lot because people probably don't know that both your singles um, from your first album, The Other Side and Emotionless, both reached number one on the mainstream rock chart, and that was only the second time since Trapped had done it on their first album. So, I mean. When you look back and you think about the work that you've done together, you must feel an enormous sense of pride. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, every night, you know, even those songs that we've played a hundred times now, you know, when you go out in front of a new crowd and that crowd sings the song back to you, it just breathes new life into the song every time. And, um, yeah, we're, we're extremely proud. And, uh, you know, the fans you know, keep that excitement for those songs going for us. Mm. Yep. Just final question. When do you think you'll be coming down to Australia or is it even on the radar? 
Well, that's why we need you. You got to make it famous down there. <laughs> <laughs> you know the and problem. The problem I've got is that I've, I host a podcast series, and most of my listenership is actually in your part of the world, in North America. That's the irony of it all. I don't know how it's happened, but it just has happened that way. Um, but yeah, no, I'll definitely be doing my bit. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Oh, well. Yeah, we would we would love to come to Australia. I actually have uh, actually have some cousins in Australia that I've never met, so um, I would love to meet them and, and play in Australia. Oh, nice. What city are they in? What's that again? What city or state are they in? Oh, I think they're in, I think they're somewhere in Melbourne and somewhere in Perth. Okay. Yep. Yep. Pretty far away from each other. Then about four thousand k's between them. <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. All right, mate. Thank you so much for the chat. Um, to your point, I'll certainly be doing what I can for you uh, through the podcast series. Um, I'll be posting that. That is it. That was my discussion with Mike Protich, the frontman of Red Sun Rising, who have a new album out called Thread. Hope you enjoyed that one. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and you've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. Until next time, you make sure you take care of yourselves now. You just make sure you do that. Tune in again. Thank you. Bye.